Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Monday, August 15th in the year 2022. Another crazy start of a week with lots of interesting things going on, which we're going to talk about here in just a second. Patriots, remember to keep your immune system strong, and we have great products for that that starts with Expedition Coffee. We are surrounded by the stresses and the environmental issues that are challenging our immune systems. And keeping our immune system strong is essential to maintaining a strong position in this fight. Expedition Coffee was designed specifically to not only give you that energy boost you need that will sustain you across the entire day while boosting your immune system and help maintain a mental focus throughout the day. You can find Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, Expedition Coffee at expeditioncoffee.com. And there you'll also find a full range of products that are designed to work as a full health ecosystem, all designed to reclaim your personal health sovereignty. Those products include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical causes of sickness in our nation. You also have Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract with high levels of vitamin C. Earth, which is a nutrient powder, giving your body a full complement of nutrients you need. Just mix it with water, drink it like a shake. Do that once a day. And Pure 47, one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the pathogens that you'll encounter. The products on ExpeditionCoffee.com are all designed to give you back the strength in your immune system to not only endure the challenges to the immune system, but to dominate and to rise above to reclaim your true health sovereignty. So check out Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. So I'm sure there's nothing to this whatsoever, but (laughs) CEO Albert Borla, who is our favorite replacement for Hitler, I hate to tell you, but he's tested positive for COVID. He's even told us that he's taking plaques of it. Isn't that interesting? But, you know, it should be a question everybody's asking, like, what is going on? Because you know very well that somebody at this level, they are not going to reveal that he's got COVID. So why are they revealing it? Mm, dum, da, dum, dum. Oh, and that's right. Secretary of Defense Austin also got COVID today. Isn't that funny? That's just completely unbelievable. Almost like there's something going on. Maybe it's not COVID at all. Like maybe they're getting arrested or something. That would really suck, wouldn't it? <laughs> but anyway, there's a couple questions to ask because that's a very unusual set of circumstances. And then to make things even a little crazier, check out this report coming in on NBC News. Tonight, in his first American television interview, the Romanian hacker known as Guccifer, who was the first to reveal that Clinton was using a private email address while she was Secretary of State, makes alarming new charges. Senior investigative correspondent Cynthia McFadden went to a Romanian prison to interview him. When Hillary Clinton says that her server is absolutely safe, you're laughing. That's a lie. That's a lie. Yes? Yes. It's not safe. It's not safe at all. His name is Marcel Lahel Lazar. He's better known as Guccifer. Since we talked to him, he's been extradited to the U.S. to face a variety of hacking crimes against American political figures, including Clinton confidant Sidney Blumenthal. You hacked your way into the Bush family emails. You hacked your way into Colin Powell's emails. You uncovered that Hillary Clinton was using a private email. Much more. And many more. 
Yes. But it's his Very new close. claims that are truly explosive. Guccifer says he got into Clinton's private server itself. By running a scan, I found that server was completely unsecure. I want to make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Yes. You're saying the Clinton server was unprotected. Yes. And you had total access to it had you wanted to download it. Yes, it was like an open orchid on the Internet, as many such servers are. Welcome, Madam Secretary. Thank you. Just this week, Hillary Clinton told Andrea Mitchell on MSNBC the private server which she used as Secretary of State was safe. Any indication that your private server was hacked by foreign hackers? No, not at all. Because all of these emails were housed on unclassified personal servers, not even supported by full-time security staff, like those found at agencies and departments of the United States government, or even with a commercial email service like Gmail. We do assess that hostile actors gained access to the private commercial email accounts of people with whom Secretary Clinton was in regular contact from her personal account. We also assess that Secretary Clinton's use of a personal email domain was both known by a large number of people and readily apparent. She also used her personal email extensively while outside the United States, including sending and receiving work-related emails in the territory of sophisticated adversaries. Given that combination of factors, we assess it is possible that hostile actors gained access to Secretary Clinton's personal email account. Wow, that's almost like a red pill suppository for the normies. <laughs> and oh, oh, by the way, yeah, I don't think the server got monkeypox, but it's unprotected. So mm, if you're gay, you might want to listen. Anyway, the uh, story goes on, and the normies are getting a red pill. That's what's really most amazing, because that was on MSNBC. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today very humbled very blessed that each and every day that we're allowed to assemble in this fellowship to pray, to pray for our nation. Today we will pray for our nation and we will also pray for President Trump. Father, we're in a very interesting time in a nation that's beginning to awaken. And slowly they're lifting their eyes and dropping the scales and beginning to see the truth that has been so hidden from them. Sadly, it's taken so much pain to get here, pain from those trying to hold fast to a narrative that's just dark and evil, pain from the suffering that so many of them that refuse to listen have had to endure, and pain as a nation that we're going to have to suffer together for the lack of reason and lack of focus on you. Father, in these days, we pray for the compassionate hearts to reach out and build bridges with one another, to separate and stay away from the words of division and and hatred to try to find those ways to come together and to continue to pray for the many, the many to seek Jesus and to come to you, Father. There is still so much apprehension in so many levels to fully accept the power of Christ in our lives. We see people talking about faith. We see people talking about God as you, Father, but seldom in, in comparison do we find the number of people embracing Jesus. So we pray for that because and sadly, the, the work of these demonic fools have turned the name of Jesus into something triggering to those that are un, 
unaware of even who he is, who have never experienced an intimate relationship with Christ nor an intimate relationship with you, Father. And so we pray for that, the, the coming to acceptance of Christ in the heart. We also, And that leads us to praying for our president, President Donald J. Trump. Lord, we just pray for the experiences that will lead him to not only embracing Jesus, but to repent, repent as a man, to repent for the nation and repent with the nation. Father, we need a leader that will be strong enough, mighty enough as a warrior, and humble enough to be able to come before you with the nation and to seek repentance and mercy for where we are. And we believe that it can happen with anyone, but we seek that prayer for President Donald J. Trump. He is the one man with a single tweet that can literally change the direction of the world. And the opportune moment is now where it's a, a man who could come to Christ and to accept Christ and to humble himself before you could literally shake the world. So, Father, we pray for that. We pray for those prayers to be placed upon him and those challenges before him to give him the choice to make that choice, hopefully the right choice, to seek Christ and to humble himself before you. And equally, Father, we pray for this nation. So many are beginning to awaken, and so many are being able to drop the scales from their eyes, but now it's the choice of where they go. We're hearing, we're hearing the awakening words, but we're also hearing the tremors of fear, anxiety, of uncertainty, which is normal. They not having people there to guide them, not having good examples in many communities of, of strong churches to lead from the pulpit. Instead, they're left to wander. And so we pray for those to be able to find, as they seek to find that relationship with Christ, to encounter those that carry Christ and the power of Christ within that can guide them. No longer are we dependent upon the pulpit, but now we must find the strong pulpits and reinforce that with the discipleship in in the population, discipleship on the ground. So, Father, we pray for that. We pray for the strength and discipleship, the courage of people to step out and not have to proselytize to a point of beating somebody over the head, but rather to meet them where they are, to live that example of Christ in their life, to let the light of Christ shine through and to let that example raise them up, to open their eyes so that they desire and to seek that power. It is such a glorious walk, as you know, Father, the blessings that you have given us. And in spite of all the challenges, and there are many, and in spite of all of the heaviness, and there is much, we know that we can turn to you. You can lift off some of that weight, and we can see clearly. And each layer that we pull back, we're able to see more deeply into people. We're able to see more deeply into the hearts of people, which is so critical, because to truly see the person is to see their heart. So, Father, we pray for that. We pray for the continued process of us accepting what's before us and then being able to see through those layers as they fall and being able to see the increasing depth of the truth that you're putting before us so that we can continue to get eyes to see into the hearts of the many. This is not an easy process. This is years, tens of years, hundreds of years of programming and repression and us accepting, sadly, a place of enslavement and lesser when, in fact, we have... Never, It was never intended for us to be there, and yet here we are. So, Father, we, again, we pray for the strength in people, the opportunities to give people strength to rise up, to, to understand what's before them, to take the reins of the moment, to take control of our lives with you, through you, walking with you in such a way that we become active in the process 
of taking this kingdom back, not passive and sitting on the side waiting for somebody to deliver us hot chocolate tea or some more or some foolish thing like that. We need to be forward-leaning. So, Father, we pray for the forward-leaning warriors that are courageous, that are taking that step, that seek to serve you, so that as we serve you more deeply, we can bring others along. We can raise up the many. Thank you for this time, Father. The many challenges are here, but the many challenges are teaching us and opening our eyes in such a glorious way. We are blessed to be on this walk. We are blessed to be in this time in this place. And we are humbled by all that has been sacrificed to allow us to be here. Guide us in this time, Father. Protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, I will tell you, this is um, an interesting time, obviously, for a lot of reasons. And there are so many things moving along. And there's a lot of a lot of hopium that's being dished out. And I just, I caution on that. I'm not one to, I don't want to destroy hope, but keep your eyes focused on the bigger process. There's a lot of writings going on, a lot of postings going on, that, especially with like this Mar-a-Lago thing, that, oh, Trump's got it, it's all under control, it's a big, he's got him trapped. If it was that easy, it would already be over. But we need to be real, this isn't that easy. And there's no question that there's moves and counter moves going on. But don't overplay the, the, the opportunity to be overly optimistic. Be real. Look at the facts. Weigh the facts and be real. When we, when we talk about, for example, IRS agents and 87,000 of them, you know, there's, a, there's an easy way to start thinking about that going, well, maybe they're being hired to, to work as a covert element against the deep state. Well, yeah, maybe. And maybe you'll find out that, you know, when you wake up in the morning, your toenails are green too. But there's no proof of this. And we have to go by what the facts are before us and weigh those facts and respond accordingly. Our voice, our push for truth, our anchor on the rock of faith, walking in the body of Christ, that's the strength that we have. And we will continue to push that and we have to push it harder. We have to lean into Father more. We're still as a nation, we are, we're wandering. We're not even, as I've said many times, how many politicians in these last rounds of, of primaries turned to God and said, thank you, Lord, for the victory that I have? I can name one, and that's Mark Robbins, North, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina. I can't name others. Not that did it first. They may have done it later on, like, oh, we must pray to God. I didn't hear anybody turn to God first and say, thank you. This is our general problem as a nation, is we tend to be so consumed with the me that we forget how important it is for where we are as a nation to turn to God and what we were intended to all along to be subordinate to God. So these are, these are big shifts that have to be made. Here's an interesting piece on potential green lockdowns. Remember, Biden did or is going to pass the emergency green energy or eco-destruction act. I don't know what it was called. Here it is. Let's take a listen to this. Climate lockdowns. Oh, you think I'm making that up? Avoiding a climate lockdown by the WBCSD. That rolls off the tongue. That stands for the World Business Council for Sustainable Development. 3M, Apple, Bloomberg, BMW. Chevron, BP, Dow, DuPont, Google, IBM, Ikea, Kellogg's, 
Nestle, Procter & Gamble, it just keeps going. This was published way back in October 2020, so it's not even a new thing. They say in the near future, the world may need to resort to lockdowns again, this time to tackle a climate emergency. Wait, how could the climate create an emergency that we need a lockdown to solve? Who cares? They say under a climate lockdown, governments would limit private vehicle use, ban the consumption of red meat, and impose extreme energy-saving measures. Fossil fuel companies would have to stop drilling. To avoid such a scenario, we have to overhaul economics and do capitalism differently. You see, in this article, they explain how the three crises, the health crisis, the economic crisis, and the environmental crisis, are all interconnected by the Anthropocene, which they call a disease. Yes, the disease of the Anthropocene. That's from the U.S. National Library of Medicine and National Institute of Health. What is the Anthropocene? Well, it's humanity. Anthropocene literally means the world as controlled by humanity. So what they're saying is humans are a disease that needs to be wiped out. Yeah, that's reassuring. <laughs> And it's the truth. This is how these people are. They're completely sick. So we need to be, you need to realize that we're dealing with an unfathomable evil. And it's not going to be easy to get through this. It is going to take an absolute commitment in trust in Father, but it also means staying focused and keeping that walk going each and every day. The actions that we do on a person-by-person basis are more important than they've ever been. Literally engaging people, offering truth, and every time we're doing that engagement, doing that with and through Christ. We don't even know what words will be said that will trigger something, trigger something good, not trigger something bad. But it's important. In some other interesting drama, and this comes from Newsweek, which is not exactly a legitimate news source, but nonetheless, um, and I've listened to the video report or the video interview from this. Here's the headline. Jared Kushner, most likely the Mar-a-Lago mole behind the FBI raid, says Mary Trump, the most virulent Trump hater I've ever encountered. I don't know who, I don't know what her deal is. She literally hates President Trump and just gets giddy on the idea that he could face charges. But nonetheless, It's an interesting theory that Jared was behind some of that. And it might be true. It's hard to say. But we will continue to watch that and see what happens. There are so many pieces moving right now. And it's easy to keep everybody off base. Um, And it's by design. The whole idea is this whole concept of controlled opposition. And this is why I'm really cautious on anything, any optimism for the big red wave come in the fall. Essentially, 95% of the government's business is not going to be corrected by the election process. And let that sink in a minute. 95% of the government business does not get affected by the election process. And the reason that is, is not only do you have aspects of the government that are being run by non-elected officials. But the more important part of that is the corporate lobbying, the big corporate money, all of these influences, and, of course, the three-letter agencies that are doing their wonderful job of ensuring that government continuity works in their terms, not the will of the people. The FBI is definitely fanning the flames for false flags. They've teed up the narrative with nuclear secrets with Trump. 
They're now fanning the flames of the radicals taking positions outside the FBI agencies with guns. They are alarming the public in terms of there's going to be right-wing terrorists that attack with President Trump, and now they're fanning the flames of a dirty bomb. You can be rest assured that they are getting prepared to pull the trigger on something big. Let me just walk the scenario quickly as we close today, and it's important to remember this. Their idea is to provoke a civil war. Once they can do that by a false flag, then they, and it, it was a, an attempt, basically, in my opinion, part of this whole action against Mar-a-Lago was to provoke patriots to take violent action. It didn't happen. We have to continue to pray for that reason and that wisdom that will come to people's hearts because their idea is to provoke a false flag so that they can trigger the call for U.N. troops, which will be predominantly CCP soldiers, to put them on America's soil and to begin gun confiscation and war on the ground. Now, will that work out? The answer is nope. But it is a process that they're seeing as some of their last-ditch efforts. But you know very well that they're not going to do things just simply that cleanly. They're going to confuse it. They're going to keep it going. And they're going to keep part of the public completely locked into their narrative. The one thing that I will tell you that continues to surprise me and in its ability to exceed expectations is the percentage of this public that can continually prove to us that they are retarded and stupid. And I I don't say that lightly, nor do I care if it offends somebody. The liberal class is a disease. They refuse to have discussions. They refuse to, to talk about anything other than what they believe. And the part of this whole process is that we have to become stronger. Now, in a little bit of good news, in a study that I read today, a study that has been long in the in the making, in fact, is a is a position of what has happened, and this was actually done by uh, Rick Joyner. And what has happened is that they've looked at the, the the trends of American body politic over the last decades, not just decade, but decades plural. The positive news is that over the overall American body public a body politic at the people level has remained towards the conservative side on a scale of one to 10, one being crazy leftist radicals like Antifa, 10 being extreme rightist conservative. And that's probably a little extreme on both of those sides. But the point is on those extremes, America remains at about a six towards conservative side. And since the radicals have taken place, taken hold, we've seen it shift closer to a seven. So the sentiment is shifting towards a very conservative and very hard conservative position in America, which is great, but that means that we can't let it let off any of this because what is coming, what is coming here is going to challenge all of us in many levels if they have anything to do with it. Remember, the CBDC, the digital currencies, they're all queuing up. Word is, is locally that there's one of the stores here in my small town is now saying that at the end of the month, you will not be able to, no one will be able to buy any alcohol unless you show your driver's license and they can scan it. This is all preparatory for, that's a Kroger company, by the way. This is all preparatory for the new digital pass, digital currency. They are pushing it. And the one thing that's consistent, and I keep warning about this, and you're going to keep hearing me warn about it, not one person 
Not one in the political realm is talking about the new digital currency, the CBDC, for what it actually is. It is dangerous. It will destroy freedom. And once you're hooked into it and you rely on it, you're not going to get off it easily. And the farther you go down that rabbit hole, it's going to be like the vax. You're going to keep needing it. So be aware. Start planning ahead. Start building connections locally in, in your communities. Start looking for ways to find alternate means of trade like barter. Be aware that the IRS is your absolute enemy and do not ever trust an IRS agent. So just remember that FBI's bad IRS is bad times a hundred. They are true Nazis. They have never been anything but and forget the film Elliot Ness. That's just a nice little way to paint a good little picture or about the greatness of the, or the film about Elliot Ness and all his greatness he did with the IRS to take down Al Capone. That's just a stupid story to make you feel good about paying your taxes. And it's all a junk. All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. It is a real fight. We need to keep our prayers up. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you this evening for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, 
which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 